the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today uh, just enjoying uh, a little bit of the cooler weather in the Bay Area and also enjoying our special guest, Helen Taylor, who is the executive director of Exodus Cry. Helen is originally from London, UK. She's been involved in the fight against sex trafficking for 10 plus years and done outreach to those in the sex trade in red light districts throughout the world. Um, her U.S. team reaches individuals on the street and strip clubs and brothels online in local jails, just anywhere she can find them, offering love, support, resources, and assistance. Um, and she's the director of, uh, of outreach and intervention. I'm sorry, I said the executive director. <laughs> Maybe those are one and the same. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm actually vice president of Impact. My title just changed. So. Oh, look at that. So there you go. It's so many different ways that you are moving and shaking. And um, I just want to note that Exodus Cry has really an amazing organization that is known for their award-winning documentaries, nefarious and liberated, and for and for powering the hashtag trafficking hub campaign. Um, and so, again, just so grateful for you, Helen, being um, kind of joined with LNF and so many other agencies in this fight for freedom and for dignity and for love to love people and care for people in the way that you do. Thanks for being on the show, Helen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. It's been, um, yeah, I've just so enjoyed all our conversations and I love that um, you've invited me on. So looking forward to to chatting through and unpacking some really important things. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, there's so much to go over. So just I want before we get started, I always like to start off with your personal story. You know, people want to know, why did you choose to do this work, Helen? What was it that got you started? Yeah, and... For anyone listening, I'm sure they, they've caught the, the hint of the British accent there. Um, this isn't a, a Mississippi native uh, dialect. I'm, <laughs> I'm from across the pond. Um, but I, I moved to the States almost 10 years ago to work for 
the Exodus cry. It was a very long journey and even um, getting the visa. Anyone who's tried to get a visa to work for a nonprofit knows how challenging that can be. Um, and it, it took me six years to be able to get a green card. Um, and I, I really just knew that this was um, the, the work that I wanted to do to do the rest of my life and I was going to try everything I possibly could to be able to um, to do it with our amazing team at Exodus Cry. Uh, my journey working in this arena actually began a few years before that. I, um, I did an art therapy course after college and uh, lived in Cambodia in 2011 and 12 uh, for an amazing organization out there. Um, first really heard about the, the global issue of sex trafficking back in 2007 as a student and just knew that um, I, I couldn't imagine anything more more evil and dark and exploitative on the planet than um, vulnerable people, uh, especially women and children, being forced into a life of systemic rape and abuse. Um, and I just knew that I wanted any open door opportunity to be able to help or serve or fight that in any way. And um, it, I, I genuinely feel incredibly lucky to do this work. A lot of people. I'm sure I'll ask you as well, Vanessa, like, how do you do this work? It's so dark. It's so hard. Um, I feel very blessed to be able to do work that I'm so passionate about and fight something that I believe is such an um, important battle and cause in our, uh, in our generation, on our planet. And the work isn't easy always, of course, but I cannot imagine doing anything else with my life. So, um, yeah, like the, the bio said, have been um, to red light districts all around the world, seen prostitution in lots of different expressions, exploitation um, of the vulnerable in lots of different expressions. And the, the longer we go on, the more we're asking the deeper questions of what are, what are the issues further upstream? What are the root causes of this? And as well as assisting women who are in the life and connecting them to the really practical resources they need, how can we ask the bigger questions of what is it going to take to, re to reduce this industry of exploitation in a really significant way? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. So many things here. Um, one of the things that I so um, I love that you do, and, and oftentimes we don't see the correlation between pornography and human trafficking. And, and Exodus Cry has done a masterful job at creating media assets and just that narrative that is so much, so very much needed, uh, you know, in looking at the correlation to, to uh, a, a society and a community that is just fully embracing pornography and, um, and, you know, online um, sex work, it, you know, I don't, I don't really subscribe to the term sex work, but, um, you know, this whole notion of earning your living through exploitation. And so this that and then how it goes hand in hand with with street, you know, exploitation, with all the violence that we see day to day and um, just a variety of other things. There's so many things I want to share with you, Helen, that are happening We're here and now, especially since, as you know, the. Uh, passing of SB 357, which legalized loitering for the purpose of prostitution in California. Um, I know you were very much um, kind of keeping your ear to that and, and, and supporting the opposition of that bill um, because of the impact of it to the vulnerable people we serve. But I want to talk um, and maybe we'll take a quick break um, and come back. I want to talk about your new project, uh, Beyond Fantasy. And um, and just some of the 
things that you're doing, again, to create that cross connect between, you know, for us to understand that there is this relationship between pornography and between exploitation. And let's talk about how we can empower, in particular, parents and people who care about young people to step in and and help raise awareness about this and maybe, hopefully, redirect the behavior. So let's take a quick break. We're going to come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove Teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. That's D-O-V-E Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion now into here's action. Now here's the host of Love Never Love Fails Radio, Vanessa list. Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Helen Taylor, who is the Vice President of Impact at Exodus Cry. Again, Helen was just sharing with us how she started and how how really learning about human trafficking was heartbreaking to her and inspired her to move more deeply into advocating for and and creating solutions for uh, those that are so highly impacted. And so I wanted to check in with you, Helen, tell us about Exodus Cry. Like, what is the um, focus of the organization and what are you most proud of? What are some of the things that you have been working on and doing as an organization? Yeah, no, thank you for asking. Um, so Exodus Cry is basic mission statement is that we exist to break the cycle of commercial sexual exploitation and to abolish sex trafficking. And so that's quite obviously a a hefty mission. We were deeply inspired with the example of um, abolitionist William Wilberforce, who heralds from my own native country, and the the bold stance he took against um, that form of of slavery at a time when there was a lot of opposition to that um, perspective and just the, the the decades of um, campaigning and really recognizing that in order to change laws, mindsets and culture had to be shifted first. So when it comes to modern day sex trafficking and modern day form of slavery, we are um, inspired to improve laws. We really believe that laws and policies are very important in um, the fight against sex trafficking, but also that um, campaigning and grassroots movements and shifting of culture and mindsets is really important. So uh, we make films and documentaries that um, share stories of um, victims of, of sex trafficking. Um, our first film, Nefarious, um, 
screened around the world. It's been screened before the UN. It's been screened in parliaments used to shape policy around the world. And uh, our second film, Liberated, was bought by Netflix. And we toured that across college campuses. And that really looked at some of the deeper intersections of messages around um, sexuality, um, around rape culture and hookup culture that young people internalize. Um, and then we created a film called Raised on Porn about the public health crisis of pornography. And we just released a new series that I'll go on to talk about in a little bit. Um, but a couple of years ago, we, we really took on the, uh, the, the website Pornhub with a, a, a global campaign. It became a real movement uh, called Trafficking Hub. Uh, we also provide therapy, trauma, uh, like top-level trauma therapy for um, survivors of sex trafficking and do regular outreach. Um, so that will be a piece that we always uh, work on at Exodus Cry, of reaching those in exploitation and providing therapy. But we also know that um, there are some phenomenal organizations who are providing those services. Um, our CEO, Benji Nolo, is a filmmaker, and so making films and documentaries that really help tell some important stories just feels like um, a lane that is a very sort of unique and significant lane um, to what we're called to do. So those are just, yeah, a few things that, that we've, we've been doing the last few years. I love, love, love all of, just everything that you guys are doing. And um, one of the things that I appreciate so much is, um, so is, is Exodus Cry a faith-based organization or are you like, I feel, where like, do that, you live? I feel yeah. like that even means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And I'd always want to ask if someone asked me that question, I'd say, what, what does that mean to you? Uh, we don't um, force the women that we serve to subscribe to a faith or, or convert or anything like that. But for our, our staff and our, um, our roots are, um, we were born out of a series of prayer meetings and faith in Jesus and belief in uh, him and his justice and compassion and value for all people is um, what is the foundation. So um, I, I know what I mean when I say we're, we're a faith-inspired organization, but I would always um, just want to, to even, I'm sure you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, of course. Sure the person even asking that question, not you, but someone yeah. No, that's why I asked, because it's always good to get that, you know, established up front. And the reason I asked the question is I love the perspective that your your movies hold, which is not um, to uh, just pound people over the head with, you know, get right or, you know, you know, porn is disgusting and it's, you know, it's against the Lord and, you know, that kind of thing, which I found to be very ineffective, you know, and, you know, I mean, thinking of faith in particular, um, love covers a multitude of sins and, you know, and leading uh, people to a place where they are more um, uh, understand their own trauma and their own profile of like why they might be wanting to look at porn, why they are drawn to that, why the world is uh, pointing to that as a place to get some kind of satisfaction um, I think is um, is a really powerful place to live. And I feel like that's what I've seen in some of your, you know, your your pieces and your 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 films and and your narratives. And so I'm so appreciative of that of that. That being said, you know, it is I, I'm sure, it, you know, as a faith based organization as well with Love Never Fails, we sometimes experience discrimination. The people are like, 
You know, what's your angle? Like, where are you coming from? Do you really care? Or are you just trying to proselytize everyone? Um, do you get that as well? Yeah, we do. And um, there's definitely been some quite intense narratives that people have tried to to push on us around our, our motivations and our affiliations that um, a lot of which aren't even true. So I think that that's some of the hardest thing of, of being misunderstood by those who, who think you're just trying to, like, you must hate sex workers, you must hate um, um, anyone involved in porn. And I love your, the name of your organization, Love Never Fails, and your mission, because love is the, um, the, the foundation of everything that we do. And uh, we wrote an outreach training manual on how, uh, how to go about connecting with women in the sex trade and serving them and supporting them and offering exit services, assisting them out of exploitation where, where desired. And our whole basis is love with no agenda and mm. love with no strings attached. And our primary motivation um, with uh, assisting anyone in the sex trade is, is love. And I think when you're, when you're especially going after the porn industry, the porn industry is a multi-million dollar company. Um, well, Pornhub is a multi-million dollar company. Their, their parent company, MindGeek, own 80% of all online porn. Mm-hmm. And um, as we know, there's so much money made in this industry. And so we're, we're a, a relatively small charity, but speaking out against them, um, their, their defense was to try and say in the media, well, don't listen to them. They're, they're a faith-based organization. They're on some moral crusade. So um, don't listen to anything they have to say. Um, whereas we are like, well, we're, we're trying to raise the ethical bar um, on, on all kinds of issues and calling out videos of trafficking and rape and revenge porn and underage exploitation on your website, um, Sister Pornhub. And um, the fact that their only defense was to try and say, don't pay any attention to them, they're faith-based. And I think the truth is that there's a lot of people who um, have a belief in in God and that's where um, moral convictions come from for a lot of people. And who I mentioned earlier, William Wilberforce, he and his his group, they worked with people of all faiths and none, um, but their main community was, uh, was united by a real belief and faith in Jesus and that the dignity that, that, that Jesus subscribes to to all people was the the underlying foundation of all the work that they did. Um, I think being in this work and even just living life in our current um, secular society, especially growing up in the UK, I'm quite used to being misunderstood as a Christian. And so it's a really important value to me to live my life in a way that um, that, that spreads that message of love and fights for, for justice um, in a way that isn't judgmental or hypocritical or any of the, um, the, the unfortunate stereotypes that, that Christians are sometimes labeled as. But it's um, the most important thing is that when you go to bed at night, you know what your ma- motivations are and you know um, why you're fighting what you're fighting. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I want to leave, I want to share a couple of tweets that I recently came across. Um, and, and I want to weave this back into talking about this whole idea of beyond fantasy, right? That you're working on this project. One of the tweets said, you know, porn doesn't play games. Porn doesn't text back slow. Porn respects me and gives me exactly what I need. I love you, porn. 
that's one of the one of the tweets that that somebody who watches porn um, uh, shared. Another person said, "I love the happy endings in porn." And so, um, what I see here is a lot a lot of different things here. And when we come back, I'd love for you to kind of take us through some of the drivers of porn. And quite frankly, this is a it's a progression. This mindset and this way of thinking. Um, is actually one that transfers very nicely into the buying of sex and the buying of people. And in fact, I just came across a buyer's um, testimonial who said, I started with porn. I progressed into buying sex with older women and it became younger and younger until I got arrested with a 15 year old. Um, and I never would have stopped if I hadn't, if I had not been arrested. And I think. God that I was arrested because I was out of control. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Helen Taylor, who is the Vice President of Impact at Exodus Cry. We are talking about um, we're talking about exploitation, about pornography, about sort of attitudes um, that go hand in hand in both of those areas. And I want to just throw it right back to you, Helen, during the uh, just before the break. I mentioned this tweet that was posted um, that said porn doesn't play games. It doesn't text you back slow. It respects you. It gives you what you ask. And the person went on to say they love porn. It, it meets their needs. Helen, why are you? Why are you not, you know, why are you not with this? <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I just want to go back to the, the first time that I actually made the connection between pornography and sex trafficking. And um, I believe there's multiple different connections that, that need to be talked about. But when I worked in Cambodia, I interviewed a, a girl who'd been trafficked from the age of 11. And as a teenager in Cambodia, she told me about American and, and British European men um, who would show her their phones, show her pornography and uh, get her to, to copy and act out the sex acts that they were showing her. And this is a, a girl who'd been trafficked in a most traumatizing, violent way. 
and um, she she and her suffering was not at all considered. Um, what was uh, considered was um, the the entitlement of I have this fantasy, um, and we know that even Pornhub a couple of years ago, within their top ten most searched for terms, were um, Japanese, Asian, and Korean. And so the fact that uh, men from all over the world are going into these poorer Asian countries and then actually purchasing those sex acts that they have um, had as a fantasy for a long time, um, we know that not every person who watches porn does cross that line and, and go out and purchase that fantasy with a real person. But like you even mentioned before the break, that um, that trajectory often goes there. And we've made a documentary about um, sex buyers. It's going to be premiering at the Newport Beach Film Festival in just a few weeks on October 17th. Every single man that we interviewed who's a sex buyer in this film began with a long history of porn addiction. And that began as a childhood exposure. Um, so oftentimes they weren't even looking for porn. They weren't seeking it out. 62% actually of under 18s who find porn, um, it's accidental. And so um, we know that the attitudes towards porn um, they become very self-entitled, very, um, it's all about me. It's just about my porn, my, my consumption. Don't take away my porn. Why are these people talking about Pornhub and trying to shut it down? Like, it's just me and my porn. I'm not hurting anyone. Well, the truth is you are actually hurting someone. You don't know the real life story of the person behind the screen. When we know that these porn tube sites aren't verifying age or consent, um, in meaningful ways, we're trying to get some bills passed even right now that will, bring about that type of verification um, but you don't know the real life story of the person behind the screen in many cases you don't even know that she's fully 18 there has been so many cases of trafficked and underage individuals on some of these porn sites um, and even those who are in studio porn we've also just released this new three-part series it's called beyond fantasy the first episode is currently out the second and third episode are about to come out um, and that was a several year journey that my boss took in these undercover interviews in the porn industry, interviewing porn directors, producers, um, performers, every person in the series, um, are formerly or currently in the porn industry. And he was just asking them questions of um, how they go about making porn and that the, the process and what is it like and finding that many, many performers suffer with STDs. He interviewed people who'd gotten HIV just a few weeks into being on, on porn sets and just sitting down and hearing these porn producers and directors talk about, well, you know, we don't care if they get STDs. They've made a deal with the devil. What do they expect when they get into this industry? Or the pornographer who talks about why he wants to create the fantasy of sex with a, a 12-year-old girl because that's the age where most girls are, are fertile, right? Of course, it's every man's fantasy. And he dresses them up in these little sparkly shoes and rainbow dresses and gives them lollipops and teddy bears because the, the fantasy is um, daddy's little girl, like all of this incest genre porn and basically uncovering um, what is behind the porn industry and anyone who watches this three-part series and um, thinks still after, the, after watching thinks there's nothing harmless in porn, um, I'd like to have a conversation with. Um, but yeah, this one, it just has just been released just a, a few weeks ago, the first episode called Barely Legal. And that episode specifically focuses on this fantasy of, of sex with underage children. So it's the, the performers are barely 18, so they've just turned 18, but the fantasy created is um, teens, teens and younger, often prepubescent. 
Um, teen porn is the, the biggest search for por- uh, genre of porn on Google. Um, we feel really troubled by this when we're seeing cases every day in the news um, about um, rape, sexual assault, minors, uh, CSAM, which stands for child sexual abuse material. An FBI agent told me that if they had every agent working on this, they probably wouldn't even have enough staff. Like this is a huge problem in our country right now. Um, and the fact that pornographers are creating this fantasy is deeply problematic and troubling for us. And I think should be to anyone. Uh, this isn't just a harmless, well, it's just, it's just all acting. It's just a fantasy. There are real life consequences to these fantasies. Yes. And I, I would say there are so many, you made, uh, you know, you made a mention of looking for a certain race as well. Um, you know, violence against women, uh, violence against, you know, transgender people, violence against, um, you know, when you I've done presentations about being black and exploited. And when you look at the racist narratives of, you know, you know, watch this N word um, be, you know, getting gangbanged by slave masters. I mean, this is these are the taglines that are getting 500,000 um, uh, looks and, and watches. And you're going, you know, like. You know, tell me, going back to just humanity, tell me anybody who, any girl who would want to play the role of being characterized as the, you know, NB uh, who's getting gangbanged by a whole bunch of guys, you know, and there's other taglines, you know, 20 inch penis um, getting gangbanged by people with 20. I mean, this goes against our physiology. It goes against our humanity. Um, they're, they're, it, it's violent. It's racist. It's misogynistic. It's predatory. It's pedophilia. It's every kind of um, just harmful. It has nothing. When I, when I talk about these things, I didn't grow up as a Christian. And I like to tell people that because it has nothing to do with, I mean, absolutely, it is against God and everything that he stands for. But that's not, I'm just talking like the humanity. It's human natural. Yeah. What was that? I mean, this is a human rights issue and a public health crisis issue. This is I, the fact that those kind of videos being on these porn sites, even while in, in the, the public facing, their PR is supporting Black Lives Matter. Supporting George Floyd, where when there's George Floyd themed porn on their very sites, and the the amount of racist and we we interviewed an African American gentleman and made made a ten minute um do, short documentary about his life and the racism that he experienced as a black man in porn on so many fronts from um, receiving uh, less less of a salary than his white white fellow actors being uh, cast in extremely harmful racial stereotype. Um, type of pornography and then he himself uh, uh, contracted HIV um, in porn as well and the, the response that he got was was so uh, devastating and and there's no and victim blaming when it was not his fault that he contracted uh, HIV on set and he's now a counselor um, and his document the documentary we just made about his life is also about to come out um, but these are real life stories of people impacted by this industry. And I think it, porn, it, it's time for a reckoning. Um, and it's coming from the voices of survivors who, you know, there's a lot of um, bravery and courage required to tell your story um, like this gentleman. And he, 
it took, yeah, takes a lot of, of bravery to speak out against the porn industry because they are a very powerful um, set of companies and individuals. Um, but that and moving on to the, your uh, question earlier about parents, I think that parents have no idea, for the most part, what porn is currently online at present. Um, I think that. Uh, yeah, the pornography that began with the Playboy magazines and then you had to you know, go out and physically buy a magazine or physically buy a DVD. What we're talking about in pornography, Vanessa, is completely different right now. And I think that's um, something that needs to be talked through. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to talk about some of the things that um are happening in the, you know, there's a, tons of lawsuits against Pornhub, against uh, MindGeek, against OnlyFans. Um, and uh, and that's one angle. Uh, there's the Protect Act, which is at the federal level that is forming. And um, and then lots of um, like you said, you're just raising awareness with some of these um, these um, uh, the Beyond Fantasy uh, series and other work that you're doing. So we're, I want to talk some more about like how can people get involved in the next segment? So we'll we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Helen Taylor, who is the Vice President of Impact at Exodus Cry. We're talking about um, pornography, the cross-connect with human trafficking, and, um, wow, just kind of the all of the the removal of humanity that is required in order to um, to embrace uh, these industries for what they are and how they currently show up i love that you said in the last segment it's not the it's not the porn of the the old right it's not playboy magazine not saying that that was nothing but you know that had its trauma and that had its abuse and damage it did but this is all out all out rape on video uh, in fact just a, a one 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 report, um, 115 confirmed rapes that were placed on Pornhub, which led to many of the lawsuits that are happening now of children. One in particular is Rose Kalimba, who was raped um, at the age of 14, and her rape was watched 400,000 times 
Um, and she begged Pornhub to take her video down, could not get them to take it down until she get threatened with legal action. And they still made thousands of dollars off of her being raped. What, what, what is Exodus Cry? What is your position on that? And how are you empowering the community to push back on this? Yeah, well, we feel extremely strongly that survivors um, of uh, this type of image-based abuse should be able to sue these porn companies for damages. In many cases, the emotional toll and suffering, not only of going through um, an experience like being raped, assaulted, trafficked, not only are they trying to heal from the trauma of that, but imagine that being filmed then uploaded to a porn site that is then making money off that. And up until the end of 2020, where Exodus Cry demanded that Pornhub remove the download button, and we got them to do that. But before that, anyone could download any of these videos. And so I've spoken to survivors who say every single morning I have to check if the video has been re-uploaded because even after they're able to fight to get the videos taken down, um, that it can be re-uploaded. And so it's the, the mm. immortalization of their trauma. It's the... Um, it, 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 the reoccurring trauma of knowing that people out there are watching um, their most uh, horrific moment of suffering. And we feel like every survivor who um, wishes to take legal action um, should be able to. And so if anyone is listening and that was their experience, feel free to contact us. Um, There are um, approximately 200 survivors who are suing right now. Uh, MindGeek owns sites and there's several different uh, multi-million dollar lawsuits um we just interviewed on our podcast last week a survivor of the girls do porn case which was a partner channel of Pornhub that trafficked girls they advertised it as just a modeling clothing modeling and um, photo shoot and on set they were brutally raped and assaulted and these videos were all on Pornhub for years uh, before legal action took place so um it's been as a result of these lawsuits that credit card companies um, have also been named in these lawsuits. Visa was named. Um, and just a few weeks ago, uh, Visa and MasterCard, they cut ties with not just Pornhub, because that had already happened, but with every website owned by their parent company, MindGeek. And they cut ties on Traffic Junkie, the uh, advertising arm. And so these websites and companies are finally being held accountable. It's survivors leading the way, their courage and their bravery to take legal action. Um, this needs to be addressed from so many different angles, um, and that's partly why we're we're providing the trauma therapy for for survivors. Partly why, as they're going through um, this uh, these legal fights and battles, um, many have been speaking to journalists. The, the New York Times, uh, Nicholas Kristof, wrote a piece at the end of 2020 called "The Children of Pornhub," um, and survivors are, are are courageously speaking out. Um, in the media about this, and it's about time um, that people knew the truth about what was happening on these websites. Wow. I am just, you know, um, it makes, so it's funny, it's, it's interesting, and I, you know, I've been spending a lot of time um, praying about this stuff because um, I have a bad temper, and I, I, I really, it, it makes my blood boil, and so I just have to, like, really get on my knees and pray and, and ask God to help me. Um, and and, I, you know, I am a survivor of, of, of rape as well at the age of 12. And so it's, it's very triggering um, to to think about someone, at, like you said, at your worst moment, videotape that and then watch it. 
watch it. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it just, it's just, it's so, so sad and so hurtful. And so, which brings me to something is kind of counter to that, which is lately I've been doing a lot of research about the mindset of a buyer, right? And why people are watching the porn and why people are buying young babies out there. I was out on um, a track in Oakland the other day and there was this little girl she was, I mean, she was so thin and so young looking and flat in the front and the back. And she had on um, booty shorts and I mean, no booty, just completely flat in the back, completely flat in the front, undeveloped 12, 13 year old. Okay. And um, no hips, you know, just, you know, this is a child, right? You know, this is a child. You could see she's a child. And she looked malnourished. She was hot. She was tired. She looked so wore out. She was walking in the middle with a neon bra and the neon shorts to match. She was walking in the middle of the road and, you know, get trying to get picked up. And um, I thought, you know, I started to try to understand what would make somebody buy her. You know, what would make somebody not see her pain? Not see her her fragility, not see that she's just a baby crying out, somebody help me. You know, yes, I'm vulnerable. Yes, I need this money. But that's not what you do when people need money. You don't meet their needs by having sex with them or, you know, watching their porn in order to fill, meet their need, you, 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 you know what you're supposed to be doing, right? And so I was looking at this video, Helen, and, and just the guy, like I said earlier, he said, I was in such bondage and I was drinking so heavily. And I think about, wow, you know, this is much bigger than I think we realize. Wouldn't you say it, it's, it, I don't want to give buyers a pass. I don't want to give exploiters a pass. But there's something very evil going on here and nobody is coming away feeling empowered or satisfied or good about what's going on here. What, what do you say to that, Ellen? Uh, I mean, the first time I ever saw um, a young woman in prostitution, do you know what the very first thought that I had in my mind? It was I could be some um, old, smelly, unattractive, drunken, perverted misogynistic, you name it, man, someone that this young woman has zero sexual desire for. But what I have is money in my pocket, which somehow gives me the power and agency to exploit this individual, to purchase her consent, to purchase access to her body in a a very intimate sexual way. The immediate thought I had was this power dynamic is so off. Like I immediately understood it as this is inherently exploitative. Um, that there are power dynamics being exploited, the person who is vulnerable. And I I, I was in uh, Germany over the summer doing um, red light district outreach and saw this one girl whose pimp told her, you have to stop every single man. So she was going up to every single man that walked past her um, asking to be sold. I feel the gaslighting taking place right now is she's having to beg every single man, exploit me, exploit me, um, have have sex with me, let me sell my body to you. Like she's having to beg to be exploited. And yet most men were saying no and rejecting her um, because this was just a public street um, and where sex buyers do go. So I I know she eventually got 
picked up, but I just thought she's then having to be rejected over and over and over again. And I just couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. what that would be, what would be going through that young girl's heart and mind. The sex industry, from what I've seen over the years of doing this work, is how it destroys young people, it destroys women, and it destroys the men who become who are sex buyers. They turn into these um, degraded shells of themselves. It's dehumanizing to them as men. And so I want sex buyers to stop buying, not only to stop exploitation, but for their sake as well. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to take a break, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. We're going to come back with some call to, call to action for each of you that are listening. Um, and so listen in and we'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Helen Taylor of Exodus Cry. We've had this rich conversation about um, all things porn and trafficking. And I want to talk about how, um, you know, you'd like to invite people to get involved in the work that you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Well, we... Like I said, currently have this film series that we just released the first episode of uh, Beyond Fantasy. It can be found on YouTube, on our Exodus Cry website, or even going to beyondfantasy.com. We've also created a petition. One of the things, the calls to action around this film is we've created a campaign called End Teen Porn. So it's hashtag End Teen Porn. We've created a petition for that as well. And we're saying um, that the barely legal genre that recruits just turned 18-year-old girls into porn. Um, Not only is it perpetuating this fantasy of of sex with underage children being a a normalized fantasy, but 18-year-old girls fresh out of high school are incredibly vulnerable to being recruited into this violent uh, predatory industry. And so we are calling for the age of entry to be raised from 18 to 21. Um, Many survivors said, Helen, it should be 25, it should be 27. The brain isn't fully developed to at least 25 but we believe 21 is a starting point. So if you want to start, uh, sign that petition um, or sign our petition to shut down Pornhub, we have over 2 million signatures on that, and that can be found at traffickinghubpetition.com. We have um, lots of educational short films, documentaries, our film on Netflix. All of the films and links um, can be found on our website, extraspry.com. We're also very active on, 
on Instagram. So if anyone has Instagram, um, at Exeter Squire is our handle and probably the best way to stay, um, just really connected with all the current breaking news that we are regularly reporting on um, in regards to everything related to human trafficking and pornography as well. Um, So those are just a few ways that people can stay in touch with us. And we really invite you to keep tracking with um, the work that we're doing. And uh, yeah, we're we're great friends and partners with with Love Never Fails. They're up here in Northern California. We're technically based down in Southern California. I live in LA, but we're a national organization. We just screened one of our documentaries um, to Congress on Capitol Hill um, a couple of months ago and are really wanting to use our films to help open eyes and and educate people on how to talk about these topics too. It's such an important issue and um, we really want to raise awareness, not just for the sake of awareness, but that really educating people um, on how to be educators themselves. And this is what it looks like to ultimately shift a culture um, and work together on a common goal of abolishing sex trafficking. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nolan. We appreciate you and all of your team for the wonderful work that you're doing. Uh, a few other things that we wanted to point out. Um, there is a NICOSI, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, is getting behind a federal act called the PROTECT Act. PROTECT is an acronym. that stands for Preventing Rampant Online Technological Exploitation and Criminal Trafficking Act. And so um, it's been introduced by Senator Lee of Utah. And if you want to get involved in um, signing on, there's various petitions. You can um, certainly reach out to me and I'll forward you the one that I received from Shade here locally. Um, But there's just a ton of uh, momentum going around these various initiatives, um, trying to, again, protect the, um, the victims in these cases that are um, you know, their videos of their rape and their demise, their, their, their harm has been, is being uploaded and downloaded and uploaded and sold. And, um, it's gotta, it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. So please, uh, please do get involved. Take action right now. Do it right now. Reach out to Helen, reach out, um, to, uh, us and just, um, make your, make your voice and your, your opinion on these things and your conviction on these things. No. Um, also want to just uh, a couple of Love Never Fails things. We have our golf event coming up. Uh, please do save the date. It's for November the 28th, just before Giving Tuesday on the 29th. So we'd love to have you out for that. If you'd like to sponsor our event, please reach out to Amina, A-M-I-N-A at com. Also, we have our gala. Please save the date for March 11th. Um, that is our annual gala coming up here. And um, and then we've got a, just a variety of things that we always want to make sure you know are available. Um, come out to our community engagement center, uh, which is 22580 Grand Street in Hayward, California. Um, Cross Street is A Street for clothing, toiletries, um, business attire, also IT classes. We have some uh, still have a few slots in our uh, upcoming cohort, which is October 8th. It starts. We have 15 people that are enrolling in a 10, I'm sorry, in a, uh, I want to say it's a 25 week cohort where you'll be able to receive, uh, you know, uh, uh, stipends and things like that and learn about uh, cybersecurity, learn about um, web development. It's going to be a great opportunity. So reach out to Davina, D A V I N A, at loveneverfailsus.com if you are interested in that. And um, yeah, I think that pretty much uh, covers it. 
Of course, um, for all of you who are listening, some of you for the first time, if you need to hear it again, or perhaps you've never heard it before, always remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.